So think about it like this. If I want to make a million dollars and I sell a $20 product, I have to make 50,000 sales. I want to do a million dollars in sales. I sell a $20 product. I have to do 50,000 sales. I want to make a million dollars. I have a $20,000 product. I have to make 50 sales. Oh, snap! (laughs) Right? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find dope people that did really, really dope stuff. We only find dope people, Larry. That's what's up. Only amazing people. And um, I recently enrolled in your um, your uh, high level mastermind. Yes, sir. I am thoroughly pleased. Well, I'm thoroughly pleased that you're thoroughly pleased. My whole <laughs> life has changed. Your whole life has changed. You're just getting started. I'm just getting started. I thought I had the stuff figured out, man. I was just, it's crazy. Last week, I was just like, let somebody know about my successes and how it's going. (laughs) And then I get into a room of a bunch of weird people that's not talking about how to make six figures in a year or how to make seven figures in a year. The whole conversation is around how do we make that type of money in a day? A day. Yeah. I didn't understand. (laughs) You say you didn't understand? Bro, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm... these people are having this conversation. So I actually joined Neo's mastermind too. And he starts talking about this. Yo, we need to find, you know, how do you make six figures in a day? How are you going to make $30,000, $50,000 in a day? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what happened to the whole six figures a year? That's, what, that's the whole world's talking <laughs> Where'd about. Where'd that go? Where'd, Where'd that, that go? go? Yeah, last week I was here. That, that, that left. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> totally different conversation. And um, I got to introduce y'all to Mr. Myron Golden, who has been up and winning for a long time. Um, but not only... You yourself, a big testament to your success is all of your students that are winning. Oh, they're winning, man. They're winning big. Major. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yes. So who is Myron Golden? How do you introduce yourself? Uh, Myron Golden. Is that what you mean? Yeah, nothing fancy. Do you say, yo, I'm Myron Golden. I'm a coach. I say I'm a podcaster. Okay. I'm like, how do you introduce yeah. yourself typically? I'm Myron Golden. I'm a golfaholic. Golf a but yeah, I, I want to jump straight into a man where say hi, Myron. Like, I'm yeah. Myron, I'm a golfaholic. Hi, Myron. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, um, before our mastermind, I was so um, nervous to offer higher ticket offers. Yeah, I got these big dreams. Sure. But with the product that I'm selling, I'd have to sell it to a, a million people. Sure. And that's doable. It is doable. But is it necessary? <laughs> is it, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. So walk me through this high ticket, because there's a lot of people in the world sure. that they see people. Okay. Actually, I, I was online. I was doing this um, a boot camp. It's $2,500. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the guy said, $2,500? I can charge $2,500. So I had to get the I had to get them online because I had just invested seven like seven thousand dollars in an event seven thousand dollars in going to an event mm-hmm. and then like another thirty thousand to this other mastermind and I think I had just invested in your program I'm not gonna say how much it is because by the time they watch it it might change <laughs> it's more than likely to have gone up by oh for sure can we say how much it is now okay okay cool so fifty five thousand dollars well it's actually one hundred and fifty five thousand it's one hundred and fifty five thousand right. But you, I have some grants that you can qualify for. Unfortunately for you, you qualify for two fifty thousand dollars grants. 
Fortunately, I was able to save $100,000. So I only had to invest in your program $55,000. No discounts. This is not me saying no, it's not uh, I did it so that you can do it. Okay? Yeah. I I invested. That was re- I was happily invested. Mm-hmm. So was guy, that the most you've ever invested in a mastermind? What? I don't Absolutely. know. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And I remember when Neil said he did it. But anyway, I'm on the live. I'm on, I'm on this uh, live, and the guy says $2,500. And I said something like, yo, there's going to be, if you don't understand the investment of $2,500 to get information, it's going to be really, really hard for you to be a millionaire. And um, I, he didn't like that. Oh, no, he didn't like it. You know why? Why? Because sometimes people don't like the truth, even though they're longing for it. What do you mean? Okay, so some people want to know the answer as long as the answer fits into their current way of thinking. So they're longing for the truth, but then when you tell it to them, they don't like it. There are a lot of people like that. Mm. They're longing for the truth. But they don't like it. But they don't like it. They don't like it. Give me an example. Um, (laughs) I can give you a lot of examples. Um, Um... I had someone say to me, you know, I teach business based on biblical principles, for instance. Um, every business principle I teach is based on some Bible principle. And so there's a person who's in one of my masterminds, and she was considering, well, she was already in it by this time. And she knows I teach business based on biblical principles. And so she asked me the question, because I teach this concept about the four levels of teaching for the four levels of learning, mm-hmm. Right. And the highest level is essence. The highest level of teaching, highest level of learning is essence. And what is essence? Essence is the character, the nature, and the intention of God. And so she says to me, she says, Myron, you know, you and I are, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to God, right? Um, And I really like what you taught about the four levels of learning for the four levels of teaching. But can you tell me, like, how to understand this concept of essence without including God? I said, well, before I answer that question, let me ask you a question. Sometimes questions are the best answers to questions. But anyway, (laughs) I said, before I answer that question, let me ask you a question. Um, I'm going to ask you this question, and I want you to give me an answer, but your answer can't be the number four or anything that equals the number four. She said, okay. I said, what's two plus two? She said, well, I can't think of anything. I said, that's right. If you're unwilling to accept the answer that is the only answer, there is no answer. She said, oh, I get it. And there are a lot of things in our lives like that. Like people want to, here's what I mean. People are longing for the truth. Like people who, let's say somebody wants to lose weight. They're longing for the truth about how to lose weight, but they want it to be a pill. And when you tell them, eat less, move more, and drink more water, they're like, nah, it's got to be something else. They're longing for the truth, (laughs) but they want to believe a lie. They don't like the truth. Like you tell people how to get rich, and if you tell them that, Getting rich is learning a new skill because people like to believe that they're right, right? And so somebody will say, yeah, but I've been working hard my whole life. I've got 40 years of experience driving this forklift. I would say, may I talk to you like you were my little brother? They would say, sure. Well, if my little brother said that to me, here's what I'd say to him. You don't have 40 years of experience driving a forklift. It don't take that long to learn how to drive one. You have two weeks of experience repeated over a 40-year time period. That's the difference. And so you have to learn a skill that you don't currently have if you're going to produce an outcome you cannot currently produce. And so people want to believe they're right, and they want everything to get better as long as it can stay the same. 
That's what I mean. People are longing for the truth, even though they don't like it. And how do you break people out of that as a coach? I mean, yeah, or do you I, not I, spend time I, doing I, it? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know you weren't looking for that answer. I don't break people out of that. I, I, I am not trying to save people from themselves. I am only looking for people who are looking for me, and I'm only ready to help people who are ready for me to help them. If I got to drag you into something that's going to make your life better, I'm going to have to drag you around and try to make your life better against your will. Mm. That's exhausting. It is exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is. <laughs> I can't want your better life for you more than you want your better life for you. If I do, like, all I'm going to do is frustrate myself and irritate you. And that's what ends up happening when you end up <laughs> attempting to coach people who are uncoachable because they're longing for the truth, but they want to believe a lie. Am I telling you the truth? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, you're in the, yeah, I'll be frustrated and you'll be irritated. irritated. Yeah. And all, like, wait a minute. Why am I doing this? Like, I could go do any number of things that's way easier on my emotional status than this is. Mm. Dragging somebody around to their own success. No, you're going to win this race if I got to drag you across the finish line. Why? <laughs> right, right, right. Because <laughs> right? you love people. I do love you people. You want more from Right. But sometimes love has to hurt so that it can help. And see, love will sometimes hurt you, but it won't harm you, right? And sometimes the truth hurts, but it'll never harm you. Sometimes we got to experience short-term pain so we can experience long-term gain. And so I love people. I love them enough to leave them alone until they're ready. Mm. And I love me enough to leave them alone. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And actually, uh, I actually enrolled in your program because um, I, when it comes to sales, I'm well, before now, I just wasn't that good. Right. I have a good personality. I can talk to people. I hate sales. Right. I don't hate sales. You the process sales. of selling right. or asking someone to buy something, that I, and it's so stupid because I know you need it. Right. I have a hard time pushing you. Right. But you don't to realize. But you don't really hate sales. You hate convincing somebody. Yes. You hate pushing somebody. That's not selling. That's what people resort to who are not good at selling. See, there's a hmm. difference. Selling is persuasion. Persuasion and convincing are not only not the same thing, they're opposites of each other. Convincing is when I attempt to get you to do something I want you to do for my reasons. Yes. Persuasion is when I help you make a decision you already desire to make for your own reasons. Right. And so like when I'm selling to somebody, they already know the outcome they desire. I don't have to push them to want that thing. All I have to do is show them how the thing that I have gives them the thing that they already want. Most people when they're selling are trying to get people to want the thing they have. Like for sale, like most people in sales are trying to get other people to desire the things they have for sale. I don't do that. I just study people's problems, figure out solutions like really great, elegant, and powerful solutions that will work for 100% of the people who work them. Right. And I let them know what I have. They're like, you got that? How much is it? Whatever the price is, it doesn't matter. See, if I said to you, David, give me a dollar and I'll give you a dollar, right? Yes. And I left my wallet in the car, so I can't do that. But you, you give me, I give you a dollar, you give me a dollar. Okay. Before you gave me the dollar, I, you had a dollar. And before I gave you my dollar, I had a dollar. So yeah. if you give me a dollar and I give you a dollar, we both have a dollar. Yes. We can do that again, right? Yeah. And if we do that all day, at the end of the day, you'll still have a dollar. I'll still have a dollar. So it would be stupid to do that. Like, why would I do that? Why would you do that? It's a yeah. waste of time, right? Right. But if I said, if you give me a dollar, I'll give you $10. 
I'll do that. All day, right? Yep. Eight days a week, twice on Sunday. For sure. Why? Because people don't pay you for something because the thing is worth the money to them. They only pay you when something is worth more than the money to them. Mm. Right? People will buy anything you have for sale as long as the thing that you are selling them is more valuable to them than the money they're paying you for it. Period. And I guess we need to, in this interview, talk about how do we make this thing that we have real? It's already valuable. So I have this product. It's already valuable. Mm -hmm. But now I've got to go through the process of persuading somebody that this is valuable. Well, what you've got to do is persuade them that it is the answer to their question. Then they will know it's valuable. I don't have to persuade you that it's valuable. I just have to show you the value. I don't have to persuade you that it's valuable. You know, let's say, let's say um, you have a 14-year-old son who wants to, and he's like 5'11", and he wants to be able to dunk. And he wants to be on the basketball team, he wants to be able to dunk in high school, right? Mm. Okay. So he's 14, he wants to be able to dunk, and he can't dunk. He's 5'11", he's not quite tall enough yet. But I created this program that helps people who are 5'9", and 5'8", jump high enough to dunk. I don't have to make you want that program for your son. Your son already wants that program. You already want that program for, dad, how do you dunk? Dad, how do you dunk? How do you dunk? How do you dunk? He's asking you that question every day. So you are like, I already, if, if that's what your son wants and I've created that solution, I don't have to make him want, I don't have to make that valuable to him. People's desires are what make things valuable to them. Mm. But see, here's the problem. Most people who are in sales, or I won't say most, many people who are in sales don't have enough empathy to care what the other person wants. So they never figure out what's valuable to the other person. If you're going to be great at sales, you have to have a very, very high level of empathy. You have to be able to feel the other person's pain. And if I can feel your pain and I can know what hurts you, if I can relieve that pain and deliver you to a place of pleasure with my solution, all I have to do is show you how that solution can deliver you from pain and into pleasure and... If you believe that, number one, it's easy, number two, it will work, and number three, that you can do it, right. you will buy it every time. Every That's time. a fact. Okay. I, one thing I know, and I get that concept, mm-hmm. but now we got to get into these the stage selling secrets. Because I saw <laughs> one of my friends from a stage mm-hmm. in an audience generate a million dollars. In sales. In sales. But that, was the fir- that wasn't the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw it, I went to a, like a Tony Robbins event. And it seemed like the event was the person presents and then we stand up and we get excited. We sit down and they're making an offer. I didn't know. I didn't know. But now that I'm, I'm, I'm looking back, mm-hmm. where I saw someone have an offer, they say the amount and people run out of their seats to go buy it. Right. Including myself. Mm-hmm. But then I looked back and said, what made me do that? Right. Fast forward to this time, I'm seeing my friend do it again. Mm-hmm. And I said, what the heck is going on? What's he then, doing? Wait, 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 what? Wait, what? Because he, he don't normally act like that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what is wait, he doing? Wait, wait, wait. What's, bro, where you been? Yeah. And I remember, I remember this was maybe, this was actually December 31st. I had a conversation with him and he showed me a check of $55,000 that he sent. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. And then it clicked in my head. And I said, yo, whatever you did, sign me up. <laughs> Give me his information immediately. Like right now. Bro, right, right. This, this wasn't even anxiety. I didn't even know what it offered, which right. is crazy. I, okay, you just said it. Boom. Right, because the desire, the desire is already in you. People go around trying to create desire for the stuff they've created that nobody has the desire for. Like somebody said to me one time, I was sitting in a restaurant. I was working on some, some paperwork or something. I was studying something for sales or getting ready for a sales call. Somebody said, hey, do you, are you in sales? I said, yeah. They said, what do you sell? I said, that all depends. What do you want to buy? <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't want to sell what I want to sell. I only want to sell what multitudes of people want to buy. Mm. I didn't know. What, I was telling my wife, yo, yeah, man, I just signed up for the sales train, $55,000. She said, what? $55,000? <laughs> she said, what, did, what does it come with? I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know she wasn't trying to hear that. <laughs> So what I would love for you to do on this podcast, man, is uh, kind of give me some insight on how this happens. How do I have an offer? And you, you, you can persuade an entire crowd. Sure. Well, first of all, it's easier to persuade an entire crowd than it is to one person. I don't believe it. Not what? yet. I don't. Not yet. Really? Not yet. Have you ever heard of a mob? You ever seen a mob just go crazy because they're a mob? Yes. Right? You don't believe it's easier to persuade a group of people? Look at all these. Okay, I got to be careful. Yeah, help my mindset. No, no, no. Okay. Don't even be careful. I want you to be Myron. Don't okay. be careful okay. be Myron. Okay. Look at how they have made everybody afraid to go see their grandparents. They've controlled the mindset of the multitudes with the quote news, that's what they call it, right? The news. Right. Do you ever wonder why television programs are called television programs? A lot of people think they're called television programs because they're programmed into the television, but they're called television programs because they program you. <laughs> 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 I 
Like, like it's it's so here's 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 why it's easier. Here's why it's easier to sell to a crowd than it is to one person, or to persuade a crowd to do something that is to one person. Everybody wants to do what everybody's doing, and nobody wants to do what nobody's doing. So if somebody's, I promise you, if you're in a crowd and you go outside and you start looking up and scrunching up your face, just doing this, there's nothing up there. Do you know people are gonna look at you and they're gonna start, and then other people will see those people. Before you know it, you have, if you're in a crowd of a thousand people, you have a thousand people looking at the sky, scrunching up their face. They don't even know why they're doing it. That's what we do. We're human beings. We model. That's how we learn how to walk. That's how we learn how to talk. And so when we see other people doing something, we don't want to be left out. I just, you heard me listen to that Voxer message just a few minutes ago. She was like, I see all your videos on Instagram. I got serious FOMO right now. People, everybody wants to do what everybody's doing. So all you got to do is figure out, how can I get a couple of people to do the stuff I want them to do? And then all of them want to do it. Hmm. That's way easier than persuading one person because everybody else in the crowd helps you persuade everybody else in the crowd. Oh, and in one-on-one, I'm the only person, person that's persuading, persuading that, that other person. person. Yeah. But in a crowd, the crowd, the crowd is, is helping just... you persuade the crowd. And that crowd that has persuaded the crowd was persuaded by the crowd already. Exactly. Okay. 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 Now, I believe you. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're on stage. I have an offer. Right. Give me some tips. Give you some tips. On how I can persuade the audience. Well, give you some tips on how you can persuade the audience. First of all, first how can make more sales? Right. First and foremost, you have to have a solution that's really, really good. Mm. It has to be good for the people who are in the audience. That's the first and foremost thing. You have to have a solution that's good. Okay. And it has to be good for the people who are there. Yes. Like every solution is not good for every audience. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if if I'm in a crowd and I'm talking to um, a room full of people who are into biohacking and I want to teach them how to sell, they don't care. Because value comes from the desire inside the person. Yeah. Right, so I have to have I have to understand the people I'm selling to enough to know what they want. Like I said the other day in the training, when I'm standing up in front of you talking to you about my solution to your problem, you come to the conclusion that I've thought about your problem longer and harder than you have, and I've found a solution. <laughs> You've thought about my problem longer well, and harder than I have. Before we even met, I was thinking about your problem because I knew there were a group of people out there who had this problem. So before you ever heard of me, I was figuring out how to solve your problem. And then when you met me and I said, hey, I got the solution for your problem. You're like, wait, what? Wait, what? And you didn't even, this is before you met me. This is even before you met me. This is when you saw it. This is this, right, right. Exactly. I don't know how to sell and I don't like selling. And I saw my friend and he wasn't good at, that good at selling. He wasn't that good last time right. I saw him. So what happened? Okay. So now you knew I had the problem and you didn't even know I had the, I, you, you knew I had the solution. You didn't know I had the solution because I told you I had the solution. You knew I had the solution because you saw somebody you knew who had the same problem you had, and they bought my solution, and you saw it work for them. Mm. You said, oh, you ain't even meet me, huh? <laughs> Shoot. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what <laughs> you know, You're not leaving me, bro. You ain't leaving me, bro. So, so when you understand that, it's first. You got to have a solution. But having a solution by itself is not enough. There is... There, the graveyard of ideas and inventions is full of great inventions. Yeah. Having a great invention is not enough. You have to be able to create a message that 
makes people feel like you've created their solution and it's their best chance at getting the result they desire. So, so the words, think about this, the words that you say when you're talking to someone about what you have for sale, that's really what they're buying. I don't care if you sell cars, they're not buying the car. You sell shoes, they're not buying the shoes. If you sell coaching, they're not buying the coaching. What they're buying is they're buying your message about the product, your message about the car, about the shoes, about the coaching. And your message paints a picture in their mind that causes them to say, oh, I think this is going to work, or I don't have any idea what they're talking about, or that's not going to work. They're going to, like, do you realize the purpose of having a conversation with a human being is to make them think about something they weren't thinking about before you started talking to them. That's the whole purpose of having a conversation. <laughs> so, so how do I put my words together in such a way that when I talk to somebody, they say, oh, my goodness, that's the solution I've been looking for my whole life. And my dad, when he was younger, before he, he started having some some issues with like dementia and stuff, he would say, he say, he was, he would, he came to one of my seminars one time. He said, boy, watching you up there was so great. He said, he said, man, you had them people thinking, how did I live this long without that thing? <laughs> and that's really what you want people thinking. You want them thinking, how in the world did I even live this long without the solution? Because there are some things you wanted your whole life, yeah. right? There are some things I wanted my whole life. And when somebody comes along and says, you can have this and this is how you have it, what do, what do they got to do? Convince me? I wanted that before I knew you, before I ever heard of you. So that's how you sell from the stage. Gotcha. So if you think about it like this, the secret to creating wealth is you have to have the right business market, you have to have the right business model, and you have to have the right business message. If you got those three things down, you can get rich in any environment. The right business model. model the right business market. market and the right business message. No those right are business message. message. You put those three things together, it's impossible not to get rich. What do I mean when I say the right business market? There are three types of markets, okay? The worst business market to be in is in a commodity market. What's a commodity? A commodity is a box of nails. A commodity is a box of light bulbs. Something that has a utilitarian purpose, but it has no emotional connection to you whatsoever. You just use it to do a thing. Gotcha, okay. It's a commodity, okay. right? And so if you're in a commodity market, the reason that's not a good market is because it doesn't, one, because it doesn't have any emotion in it at all. There's no emotion in a box of nails. I just need a box of nails. I don't care if they're, I don't care if they're, who, what brand of nails they are. If they're the right, right. size, it's a nails and nails and nails. Yeah. Right? But if you own a hardware store and I own a hardware store and ours are right down the street from each other or right across the street from each other and somebody's looking for nails, they come over to your store and they see your nails are $5. But I walked past your store last night. I saw they were $5. I, saw, I put mine on sale for four ninety. Mm. They're coming over to my, my yeah, store. For sure. You come that night, you see mine on sale for four ninety. You went, put yours down to four eighty, right? It's a race to the then bottom. They come, boom! It's a race to the bottom. <laughs> they come over buy yours. Next day, I'm four seventy five, and so everybody loses in the race to the bottom. But that's not the only problem. Here's the problem with the commodity market: your competition sets your price. Why would I want to be in a business where somebody who doesn't mm. even have my best interest in mind sets my price? You're talking good, Myron. That's insane. Right? Okay. So that's not the market I want. Here's the other thing that's really, really bad about a commodity market. If I'm selling in a commodity market, I don't have a conversation with the person who's going to buy until they're ready to buy. How much is this box of nails? Mm. And I say, it's $4.75. I say, okay, here's $4.75. How, how can I uncover, create value and uncover value for somebody if their only question is how much does it cost? I can't. Got it. Right? Got it. Okay. So that's not a good market to be in. Mass markets, they're better, 
but still not good. Why? Because in a mass, a mass market, market, selling cars, selling houses, something that a lot of people buy, but the cost of goods sets the price. So what you do is you buy the material, mm-hmm. make the thing, you mark it up 15 to 30%, and then you sell it. Gotcha. Okay. I don't want to sell that. I don't want to sell that. 15 to 30%, every $100, let's, say, let's meet in the middle and call it 20%. Every $100 I sell, I make $20? Why would I want to do that? That's painful, <laughs> right? Plus, my customer is going to go to someone other than me to research what I'm selling. They're going to go on Zillow if it's a house. Mm-hmm. They're going to go on Carfax.com or KellyBlueBook.com if it's a car. Right. So they're going to go look somewhere else. And if it's some other kind of commodity, like it's a phone case or something, they're going to go on Amazon. Like, why would I, why would I set myself up for that disaster? So mass market is a commodity that... It's well, just it's, widely, it's, more it's, widely it's, used. It's, it's not even a, it's, it's more than a commodity because it, it, a car can have some emotion in it. Yeah, for sure. A house can have some emotion. So it's That's not a commodity. It's like a product that you have to have. It's essential and it has some emotion in it, but the cost of goods sets the price. Gotcha. Right? And, or it's the cost of goods sets the price and they, they go and research what they're buying from you from somebody else. And then they come and tell you how much they're willing to pay for the thing yourself. <laughs> right. Based on their research. Or exactly. Else's this story. is how much I'm willing to pay for that. Right. Wait, this is my house. You right. can't tell me how much to sell my house for my house. Right. 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 Okay. So then the, my favorite kind of market is premium value markets. I love premium value markets because they're insane. They don't make any sense. There's nothing about a premium value market that makes sense. Except premium for the fact value that it exists pretty much in a vacuum. It has no competition to set the price. The price is not based on the cost of goods. You can sell it for way, way more than 15 to 30%. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and the people who buy premium value products, you know how people who shop at Walmart, they buy Walmart products because the price is low? Yeah. Premium value buyers buy stuff because the price is high. <laughs> because it's high. People right. don't buy Louis Vuitton bags for three thousand dollars because it's three because it's worth the value a like, yeah. hundred times more than a thirty dollar bag yeah. from Walmart. They buy it because it's three thousand dollars, right? Premium value, like like that watch you have on. That looks like a Rolex watch, right? Yes. You didn't buy that watch to tell time. It's the worst time telling. That you can have where you are. You're right. Honestly. You don't buy the watch. You bought that watch so you could remind yourself every time you looked at what time it was. Oh, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm bad for I'm bad. I'm a bad man. <laughs> if I don't wear it for a couple of days, then the time's off anyway. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so people, like, think about this. What was the first car you ever bought? It was a 1984 <clears throat> Volkswagen something. Okay. How much did you pay for it? 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Okay. What's the most expensive car you've ever bought? A Range Rover. Okay. How much was it? Uh, Maybe 50,000. 50,000. 60,000, something like 60, that. 60,000. Okay. So 50, 60,000. So that's what? Um, 500, 60,000. So that's 100 times more, mm-hmm. right? Were the tires on your Range Rover 100 times more round than the tires on your Volkswagen? <laughs> nah. The air conditioner had to be 100 times colder. Yeah, I about to say. Okay, and it, so it must have gone 100 times faster. No. The Range Rover gets 100 times better gas mileage. <laughs> Actually, 100 times worse gas Boom. mileage. So where is the value in a premium value market? 
All of the value in a premium value market is in the perceived value. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon, we put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the, support is, um, the support is appreciated, okay? Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. It's not in the intrinsic value. Yeah, you know what the cool thing is? I've been bragging on the fact that I've invested $55,000 in my education mm-hmm. since I did it. Exactly. That's my, <laughs> that's my point. That is my point, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm talking about before I started the training. Before like, you came to the training. That's value for me. Right. You felt like, I got the best trading there is on. I paid $55,000. This is going to be good. Right? <laughs> right? By the way, that's a preframe. Now, that what is that called? That's called cognitive bias, right? Yeah. So, so because you paid so much money for it, before you even experience it, you believe it's good. So, like, I gotta be really, really bad to make you feel some other kind of way. Like, I don't even have to, I don't, I don't mean this in an arrogant way. I don't even have to be as good as I am to get you to feel good about paying me $55,000. That's a fact. Right? Because you feel good about it just because you did it. And then if I'm just a little bit good, you don't look for some good stuff on me because you paid me so much money. Am I telling you the truth? Right? right? And so, so the, it's in the perceived value. And part of the perceived value is the price you paid. Mm-hmm. And so people don't get that. And what's really cool? Hold on, hold on. Part of the perceived value is in the is, price you paid. in the price I paid. You know why? Because if you're the best, nobody expects you to be the cheapest. And if you're the cheapest, no one's going to believe you're the best. Even if you are the best. Even if you are the best. If you're the cheapest, you can't be the best. Like, if the best cardiologist in Atlanta, if their, if their sign said, we're the cheapest cardiologist in Atlanta, even if they were the best, there's no way in the world that you could convince yourself that they were the best. Because they're the cheapest. Gracious. Do you understand that your price is a part of your branding? Your, your price is a part of your branding. Yeah. It's telling people how valuable you are. Is, is a Rolls Royce or a Bentley more valuable than a Volkswagen Jetta? Yes. Yes. Is it intrinsically more valuable? No. I mean, yeah, it's handcrafted, blah, blah, blah. That does not make it intrinsically. It's made out of metal. It's got rubber tires. It's got an engine that goes boom, right? It's got a transmission, some windows, and a couple doors, Oh, they put an umbrella in the door. That's why it's worth $500,000. <laughs> Come on, man. What's the person? The value is the fact that they sell it for so much, the people who buy them justify the fact that it costs so much because they are worth it. People who spend a lot of money on stuff for themselves, they do it because they believe they're worth it. Now, if you want to sell something to somebody, do you want to sell stuff to a bunch of people who feel like they're not worth it or a bunch of people who feel like they are? To mm, so a bunch of people that feel like they're worth it. Right. Like, Neiman Marcus doesn't have a sign on the door when you're walking in. We apologize that our prices are higher than Walmart, but our stuff is better, I promise. They don't, 
It's not a conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> okay. Is it? <laughs> Yo, I, yeah, and I've been like the cheap, it's so crazy because I couldn't understand how I put an event together mm-hmm. and it's $10 tickets and there's not a thousand people here. Because I know I'm the best at teaching beginning entrepreneurs. Yeah. I know I'm the best. Yeah. But they can't believe that at $10. Right. They can't believe it's worth it because they didn't put enough money in it. The Bible says the heart follows the pocketbook. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where I put my money, that's where my heart is. Where my heart is, that's where my emotion is. It's my feelings. That's where I'm going. That's what I'm focused on. Because I paid for this. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Goodness gracious. So, so think about it. So, so you got to have the right business market, right? And so premium value markets have better clients. The price is determined by the payoff. The payoff is not always monetary. person doesn't buy a Rolls Royce because they're going to get paid a lot of money. They buy a Rolls Royce because everybody else who looks at it says, ooh, they drive a Rolls Royce. But even more importantly than that, to, in, my, in my mind, like I, like I drive a Bentley and a Mercedes, but I don't drive it so other people can think I'm cool. I'm cool. I drive it because it makes me feel like I'm cool. Every time I get in my car, I feel like, you know what, bro? You do deserve to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, boy, with your bad self, right? So I don't drive it to impress other people. I drive it to impress me and to remind myself that I am worth it. Those are the kind of customers. Those are the kind of clients. Those are the kind of people I want to serve. The people who believe they're worth it. Wow. Right? And so that's the, that's, you got to have the right business market. Yeah. But you also have to have the right business model. There are four types of business models. And they're, it's so funny to watch people and to watch them operate and not know that they're struggling, either because they're in the wrong market or because they the, have the wrong model or both. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... Um, the worst business model in the world, I call it the entrepreneur business model. And that's LV times LT. So LV times LT, LT equals entrepreneur. LV, low volume, times LT, low ticket, equals entrepreneur. <laughs> they saw a low ticket product and they only saw a couple of them. Yeah, I got a t-shirt business. How many t-shirts you sell last month, folks? That business model is terrible. And then they say stuff like, well, everybody's no, everybody knows I do it. Like, right, right. Like that, talking? like that's that makes it a business, right? You're an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, you're selling, you're you're buying a product from a multi-level marketing company. Not anything's wrong with a multi-level marketing company, but you're buying a product from a multi-level marketing company for $40 and you're selling it for $55 and you're making three sales a month and you tell yourself you have a business that's low volume, low ticket. Entrepreneur, you are a entrepreneur. You want to be an entrepreneur, but you don't know how. Right. Right. Okay. Um, Can then, somebody hand me that Virgin Mojito, please? I've been, I've been thinking about it. We ordered it before. before this. Yeah, before we started. You want something to drink? No, I'm good. Oh, you're I'm sure? Good. I'm straight. I'm straight. Oh my god. I, I, yo, it's crazy. And yes. Yo, yeah, but I, but I already drank. I already drank one. Mm. So. And it's like, <laughs> I feel like I'm. Uh, I've, I've eaten a whole meal, and I need something to drink. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm chewing on this information. I'm thirsty. <laughs> okay, okay. Gotta, wait a minute. I got to wash that down. What'd you just say? I got to wash that down. <laughs> I got to wash that down. Okay, so entrepreneur. Yes. What's the second 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal business model business model in the the four four types of business model okay the second one is the entrepreneur okay that's High volume, low ticket. You got a $100 product, but you sell 100 of them a month. You're making $10,000 a month. You're a real entrepreneur. It's low ticket, but it's high volume. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, you're an entrepreneur. 
you're probably a fledgling, fledgling entrepreneur. You're probably a struggling entrepreneur. $10,000 a month probably sounds like a lot of money to some people, but when you have a business, it's not that much money. I mean, our, our payroll, not including sales commissions, our payroll is 60000 a month for our company, right? Not including sales commissions. You throw mm-hmm. that in there, it could jump up significantly, right? Well, we'll jump up significantly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so if I'm making $10,000 a month, I'm losing money hand over fist, right? So, so that's an entrepreneur. Then you have what I call um, a Walterpreneur. Walter? Walterpreneur. Spell that real quick. W-A-L-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. A Walterpreneur. Is that a real word you made that I mean, up? Yeah. Oh, I it's still a real word. Oh, yeah, I understand. Okay. <laughs> Somebody made up all these words yeah, we're using. I them. know I'm going to be mad successful because right. I make up words. So. Right. Okay, okay, yeah, thank, yeah. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, so, so a entrepreneur is somebody who sells super high volume, low ticket products. Super high volume, low ticket. Yep. Super Got high it. volume. Like they're, they're e commerce sellers. Yeah. They sell iPhone cases, but they sell a thousand iPhone cases a month and they sell a thousand plastic spatulas a month and they sell 500 blenders a month and they don't ever touch any of this stuff. They're Walterpreneurs. Where do you get the word Walter from? From Sam Walton. He started Walmart. Walt, oh, you, okay, right here. He started Walmart. And what was his philosophy? I don't ever want to make more than 30% markup on my customers. That was his whole business model. If I get a deal on something, I'm going to pass that deal on to my customers. Everything I buy for a dollar, I'm going to sell it for a dollar 30. Everything I buy for $10, I'm going to sell it for $13. Everything I buy for $100, I'm going to sell it for $130. And he became the richest man in the world by a long shot. What was the long shot? He was so rich when he died. Bill, Walton, Bill, Bill Gates was number two richest person in the world. Sam Walton was number one. When Sam Walton died, Bill Gates became number one. You know why? Because Sam Walton split up his wealth between his wife and his children. And they became the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth wealthiest people in the Dang. world. Yeah, he was, he was three times richer than Bill Gates before he died. And how did he do it? The Waltrepreneur business model. Super high volume, low ticket products. Yes. My favorite business model? Let's you don't go. have to participate in Let's this. Let's go. So I'm participating. But I think your I listeners don't have to participate if they don't want to. But this, I like it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it gives me the ability to generate millions of dollars and work part-time. I like all that right there. Yeah. That, thing, <laughs> that thing right there, that part. Okay. Um, and that is, I call it the wealth entrepreneur business model. And that is high ticket, high volume. Super high ticket, super high volume. I got a drink. I got a drink to that. <laughs> super high ticket, super high volume. So think about it like this. I want to make a million dollars and I sell a $20 product. I have to make 50,000 sales. I want to do a million dollars in sales. I sell a $20 product. I have to do 50,000 sales. I want to make a million dollars. I have a $20,000 product. I have to make 50 sales. Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Mm. 50 sales. 50 sales makes me a million bucks. Well, you know, you're in my inner circle, and you know there are more than just a handful of people in there, right? Wait a minute. I was counting. Wait a minute. All these people crazy like me. Okay. <laughs> I ain't the only one, right? Right. And so, 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 and that's just one of our high-ticket coaching programs. We also have a coaching program where we sell a coaching program. It has some grants and stuff, but... Uh, at the end of the day, we sell it between twenty and twenty-five thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So we have another sixty some odd people in there. Then we got a super high ticket program we sell for a million dollars. And right now there's only one person in that, but we're revamping it. So uh, that's amazing though. What made you say, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna have a million dollar. That's a great question. Program. So because I was talking to some friends of mine back when I, you know, 
I was, some friends of mine were speaking at one of my events and, and they knew that like, like if I do an event, if we got 10 people, I'm gonna do six figures, right? They already knew, right? If we got 30 people, I'm gonna do multiple six figures. If we got a hundred people, forget about it. Right? Somebody, in the room. In the room, in the room. And so I had them speaking at one of my events. Hold smaller. on, hold on. So you're saying event. if you got like 30, 40 people. Oh yeah, we'll do hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales, at least 200,000. Does it but, matter what the room is or? Well, it does. Yeah, it matters because it has to be something they care about. So I'm only going to invite the people to the room who I know what they care about. And so when I make them the offer, I know they care about the thing I'm offering more than they care about the money they're going to pay for it. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it does. Okay, cool. So I had two friends of mine there and they're really super smart entrepreneurs. In a lot of ways, they're both smarter than me. Like they're and they under, they're guerrilla marketers. They get the deal. They understand the deal. They can they can make it rain like a hurricane too. So I was talking to him. I said, "Hey, bro, um, how many of y'all fifty thousand dollar offers are y'all selling?" They said, "None." I said, "Would you like me to tell you why?" They said, "Sure." I said, "Cause you don't have a fifty thousand dollar offer to offer." They said, <laughs> "They went and created a fifty thousand dollar offer, started offering, and they started selling like hotcakes, right?" And then. I thought to myself, not after they did that, but as soon as I said that to them, well, I, I, okay, how about you, big boy? You got a million-dollar offer? How many of your million-dollar offers you sell? Like, like, it was me talking to me. Right, right, right. How many of your million-dollar <laughs> offers you sell? Well, none. Why? You ain't got a million-dollar offer to offer. Okay, I'm going to have a million-dollar offer from this day forward. Every time I stand up, until I sell at least one, every time I stand up in front of a room, I'm going to tell them about my million-dollar offer. Let's see who takes, the, takes advantage of the deal. So I started making the offer in November of, 19, uh, November of 2008. 18, and I closed my first one in January of 2020. A million dollar offer. Yeah. The audacity. The new to, some to, to come up with a million dollar offer. Oh, uh, bro, I got a $20 million offer for governments. Like, I can revamp, like, I can show a government how to revamp their economy, like in an underdeveloped country, up and coming development, like 20 million bucks. I'll come in. If you do what I say, your economy will turn around in a very short period of time. Because, and, and you know, I already said this a couple of days ago, like, but because you were there, um, creating wealth is about basic human psychology and fifth grade math. You don't have to be some, you don't have to understand algebra and trigonometry and all that right there. No, basic fifth grade math. Basic human psychology. Give me the basic fifth grade math. Basic part fifth, of that, yes. Basic fifth grade math. Um, this is not going to include any percentages or anything. This is just going to be basic multiplication tables. You want to make a million dollars, write a book that sells for $20 and sell 50,000 of them. How do you sell 50,000 of them? Um, get on a podcast like this. Get on 50 podcasts like this and sell 1,000 books per podcast. Congratulations. You just did a million dollars in sales. Basic fifth grade math. Basic fifth grade math. Watch this. One of the real cool things I learned in elementary school about math, I've always loved math, and you know I'm a geek because you heard me talk about how geeky mm-hmm. I am for the last couple of days, right? So I wasn't great at spelling and still not, but I was great at math. Like from day one, numbers just made perfect sense to me because they were always the same. There were no changes. There was no I before you except after C, except in the case of lay and way. Two plus two is always four. Five plus five is always 10. So I knew, like, I could count on this math stuff to always be the same, right? right? And so... Somebody taught me. I don't remember if it was one of my teachers or... 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Another kid, did you know that if you're multiplying two numbers that end in zero, all you have to do is multiply the two numbers and then count the zeros and bring them down? Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, in 50,000, there's four zeros. And in 20, there's one zero. Right? So, two times five is ten. Boom, bring down to ten. And then one, two, three, four, five, zero, boom, that's a million dollars. Right? That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, but then I thought, but wait a minute. If that's true, it doesn't matter where you put the zeros. So if you take a zero off the back of the 50,000, you put it on the back of the 20. If you have a $200 product instead of a, 50, uh, instead of a $20 product, instead of having to sell 50,000, you only have to sell 5,000. So I literally rate, move a zero I can do one-tenth of the work and make the same money. It doesn't matter where you put the zeros. Bake basic <laughs> fifth-grade math. And I right. said, if I can move one zero, I can move another one. What if I had a $2,000 product? So I take a zero off the back of the 5000 I put it on the back of the 200 it becomes 2000 If I can create a $2,000 solution for somebody, if I sell 500 of them, that's a million bucks. Well, wait a minute. 500 Oh, that's only two a day, five days a week. I can have weekends off and still make a million dollars? Sign me up. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just kept moving zeros and moving zeros and moving zeros. And all of a sudden, basic fifth grade math, human psychology, boom, congratulations, you're a millionaire. Walk me through the basic human psychology. Oh, basic human psychology is this. If you work with human nature, it works for you. If you work against human nature, it works against you. Human beings do things for one reason and one reason only, because they feel like it. So most people, when they're selling, what they're doing is they're trying to get the person they're selling to to buy. When I'm selling, I don't ever try to get the person to buy. What's your objective? To create an environment that makes them feel like buying. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. To create an environment that makes makes them them feel feel like buying. buying. Right. Like, if I wanted to create an environment that makes you feel hungry, I, I could go in the kitchen. I could take some onion powder and some garlic powder a little bit of olive oil, and put it in a pot with some boiling water and turn it on. And just let it simmer for a little while. And all of a sudden, you start smelling, man, I'm hungry. Something smells good. Put a little oregano, a little basil in it. 
Something smells good. I created an environment that made you hungry. Right? So how do I create an environment that makes people feel like buying? Well, it starts with understanding human nature, right? And so the first critical, like the first, like first base in selling, it's, going to, it's so counterintuitive. If you feel like I need you, you believe you don't need me. If I feel like you need me, then you believe. Then I'm going to believe that I don't need you. Exactly. So if you feel like I'm trying to make a sale because I want to make some money or I need to make the sale, you're not buying from me. So the more I try to get you to buy, the harder I work at trying to get you to buy, the less likely you are to buy. The more I lean in, the more you lean out. But if that's true, based on the law of polarity, what? The more I lean out, the more you lean in. Yeah. So if I become totally in my emotions, in my emotions, if I become totally disconnected from my need for you to buy something from me, I have increased the chances of you buying dramatically. Just by not trying to get you to buy. Like, so trying to get you to buy makes you not want to buy. Not trying to get you to buy makes you want to buy just because I'm not trying to get you to buy. Like buy That's a basic human psychology. Basic, basic human psychology. If you, a guy, teenage boy meets teenage girl. If teenage boy is crazy about teenage girl, teenage girl ain't thinking about teenage boy. Am I telling the truth? Facts. If teenage boy meets teenage girl and teenage girl is crazy about teenage boy, teenage boy ain't thinking about teenage girl. Mm-mm. But as soon as she looks like she ain't interested, now he's interested. As soon as he looks like he ain't interested, now she's interested. So they start flirting with somebody else. She's like, hold on, you got over me? That quick? Right? <laughs> it's, it's the exact same thing. So if based, that's, this is why people like to buy stuff from people who are rich. Because they, they look at the rich person, well, they don't need my money. So they must be selling this thing to me for some other reason. Yes, yes. That's basic yes. human psychology. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, Stop being so thirsty, y'all. Ex- thank you. That's real talk, bro. Yeah. And so you have the right business model, you have the right business market, and then you have the right business model, premium value model, premium value business model. Like, that's like, I only want to sell, like, or, or not, we're, yeah, we're talking the um, high ticket times high volume, yes. right? That's my business model. I'm in the right place at the right time. And here's what else is cool. My conversation with you in that market starts with you long before you know I have anything to sell you. Explain that. I need clarity. Okay. So I might drip content, like your podcast, this podcast, right? You have a podcast. People listen to your podcast and they listen to it again. They're like, man, that David cat, he's pretty smart, right? And then they find out you have something for sale after they're already addicted to your content. Now they're willing to pay you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So what you do is you create value in the marketplace before you have before they know you have something to sell them. Uh, what's the guy's name? I don't remember his name, but he wrote a book called Dig Your Wells Before They're Thirsty. Before you're thirsty, right? So what you're doing is you're creating an appetite for what you have to, for, for sale before you let them know you have it for sale. In 2007, when Apple came out with the iPhone, the iPhone came out in July of 2007. Apple launched their first iPhone commercial in April of 2007. Okay. They created the appetite for the thing before they created the thing or the appetite. The iPhone wasn't ready. God, gotcha. They timed the pump. 
They got the market ready. That's why every time an iPhone goes on sale, this is, they created an environment where every time a new iPhone comes out, even though you have one that's working perfectly fine, people were lined up out the door and around the block to buy oh that iPhone. Gosh. Oh, you just gave me an idea. Okay. Oh, all right. So if I want to sell something, I need to start creating the environment yes. for the sale to happen. Yes. And you know what? It, I, I don't even want to go over third part because I want to go over something else. Yes, sir. I'm, and I, like, I'm I, too, bro. Can we do a bunch of these interviews? Hey. Like... Every month or so. I got time. You got time, bro. Let's do it. Come back to Tampa. And I'll introduce you to some of my friends. You can talk to them, too. Let's go. Yeah. Yo, first off, Joe, you weren't in the car, but we're driving. And he's like, yeah, man, I got got some friends that you can jump on the podcast. And he starts naming all these super duper wealthy people. He's like, yeah, they love to do it. Then he called one of them. Like, yo, my friend, he has a dope podcast. You need to be on it. They're like, okay. I'm like, what? (laughs) That person? Yeah, so that's going to happen. (laughs) But I I do have to tell you. Tell me. here was my struggle. And this is why tell, I think you're me. so valuable. Tell me. I've been telling people, you have to start a podcast. Yes. Everybody needs to start a podcast. That's real Who talk. you are. That's real talk. You have a product, a service. Your co- you have to start a podcast because you get to, you get to talk about the, 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 the essence of your product and how much this product is amazing. And every and, conversation and around your product. Exactly. And people get addicted to watching it. Sure. Real talk. So I'm like, I want to help people start a podcast. But the problem was, I didn't necessarily feel comfortable doing the work because I'm a low-ticket guy. I'm not going to charge you $2,000 for me to like help you build a seven figure. I made a million dollars on this podcast. I, I, I w- it takes so much of me. For $2,000, I'm not going to do it. Right. But people need to do it. Right. But because I don't want to charge, I don't do it. So I'm leaving people out. But if you don't charge them enough, they're going to buy your... Let's say if you did charge them $2,000, mm-hmm. they'd buy it from you and they still wouldn't do it. Why? The heart follows the pocketbook. That's a fact. They got to be vested, bro. You, hey, you might you might spend $2,000 on something and do nothing with it. You ain't going to spend $20,000 on something and not do nothing with it because your wife ain't going to let you get away with that. Can I get away with that? Exactly. So our joy is it's $30,000. And I get to spend six months with these people mm-hmm. and I get to give them the game. But here's the thing. It's not, and I would love for you to go through tactics in the four levels. Do you got, can you do that? No, no, no. I want to go through offers. We're going to just have to do a bunch of podcasts. Okay. I'm so in. sign me up, bro. Yes. But these people, I didn't have to convince. No. I just got an epiphany just now. Yeah. They wanted it. They already wanted it. They already want the podcast. All you have to do is show them how it's way more valuable than $30,000. Right? This is the solution you've been looking for. $30,000? That's being, you, know what's, you know what's crazy? People value things that are not valuable and don't value things that are. What do I mean? Somebody will pay a university full of professors who've never done a thing to teach them how to do the thing they've never done. <laughs> so they can graduate and get a piece of paper to hang on their wall so they can go get a job waiting tables to pay off four years <laughs> of paying that university. I'm telling the truth. That's a fact. Uh, and so, and then uh, when you can help somebody produce a result, you made a million dollars on the podcast. So there's no doubt if you can make a million dollars on your podcast, you can show somebody else how to make a hundred thousand. Absolutely. Right? Well, people who spend a hundred thousand dollars on a college degree, most of those people don't ever make a hundred thousand dollars a year in their life, in their life, David. So how could that possibly be more valuable than learning a skill that's going to pay them for the rest of their life? But people, they'll sign up for college all day long and then encourage their kids to do it. Do the same thing, even though it didn't work for them. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're going to get a college degree. It didn't work for me, but it's bound to work for somebody in our family. One of these days, no. Man, I, not only did I not stress my kids out about going to college, I didn't stress them out about high school. Mm. Mm. Teachers were like, oh, your child's not getting good grades. Okay, here's the deal, kid. Here's the deal. The government says you got to go. I don't care nothing about this thing called school. I don't care nothing about it. It's largely a waste of time. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me about what I, I like just said. A lot of you talking lot, good. Lot, right. go, but go, if you want to know what school's really about, go read Weapons of Mass Instruction. Weapons it was of Mass, mass instruction. instruction. It was written by a five-time teacher of the year, John Taylor Gatto, five-time teacher of the year in New York. And he wrote a book called Dumbing Us Down, and he taught— he show, he, when he discovered, he wanted to be a teacher his whole life. And when he discovered the real purpose of school, he was so disillusioned and so, he was just so heartbroken, he decided to put the miseducational, misdirectional system, that's what I call it, the miseducational, misdirectional system of the government indoctrination camps, child prisons, schools, whatever you want to call them, he decided <laughs> to put them on blast. <laughs> and, um, and I don't have any opinions about anything. And if I did, I'd never say it out loud. <laughs> I think you, you kind of said it out loud a little bit just now, right? <laughs> but, uh, but he put it on blast because the purpose of the miseducational system is not to produce people who think, but it's to produce workers for the businesses and consumers of their products. That's the purpose of it. Yeah. And there are so many lessons. You go read the books. Don't, I, I don't have time to teach you what that book says. Go read it, like, if you want to know. But I told my children, I said, look, here, Pass. Do your best because that's going to make you a better person and pass so we can get this over with. But I ain't going to stress you out about no A, 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 squat to me, B, C, just pass. I don't care if you pass with all Ds. I don't care. It was like, here's what's crazy. See, this is the, this the acid. This was, this is what I wanted to know was going on in your house. Here's what your kids are successful. Yeah. Here, oh, crazy successful. Crazy successful. So, so here's what's crazy. PTA me. Mr. Golden, your child's not getting their homework done. First of all, let me help you understand something. Little Mr. Teacher, sir. Little Miss Teacher, ma'am. It ain't homework. It's schoolwork. Y'all didn't finish teaching them in school. <laughs> I'm paying y'all. This is a private school. I'm paying y'all to teach them this stuff that is so important to y'all. Mm-hmm. You want to make me feel like I'm not a bad parent because I don't spend my evenings relearning something I don't ever use and they won't ever use so I can help them pass a grade to validate your degree? You are some kind of out your mind. <laughs> I said, and if you don't want me to send my child to school with a backpack full of dishes they didn't get washed last night, stop sending all this junk to my house. And yes, I told them that. It ain't homework. It ain't homework. Anyway, can you tell I got a little attitude about it? I, I, I clearly see the passion. Well, here's why. Here's why I had such an attitude. I love my family. And I think, you, you know, you met so many of my family members already this weekend, right? I love my family. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my grandbaby. I love my son-in-law. I love my brothers. Like, I love my family. Like, my family are my people. Mm. You were like, oh, my team won. My team didn't win until the Goldens win. My team is the Golden. Right. My team don't have a number on their jersey. My team says Golden on their jersey. Mm-hmm. If we ain't winning, I don't care who else is winning. Anyway, so, so um, I, want, I love spending time with my children. When they were teenagers, when they were little, I love spending time. I love doing stuff with them. And when they were in high school, every day they'd come home with six hours worth of so-called homework to do. So now we can't spend time with each other. And then on the weekends, they're so exhausted from the time they wasted memorizing all the minutiae they're never going to use. that They want to spend all week, half the weekend sleeping, so we still can't do anything. It's such a ter- The miseducational system is such a terrible thing to do to a family. 
Mm. By the way, don't, and for these people who, for, for whom school has become their religion, let me help you all with that. High school didn't exist until the 1930s. There was no such thing as high school in America until the Depression. It did not exist. Really? It did not exist. People graduated from the eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, 13 years old, go get a job, help provide for the family. The reason they started high school was because there weren't enough jobs for the adults. And so you got all these boys on the street between 13 and 18 years old. We got to figure out something to get these kids off the street. So we're going to start this thing called high school. Now we're going to waste more of their time. And so since it worked and the government got to collect money in school taxes, we might as well keep it going. And then you create college to kind of keep them in that same. You, you create college to get them head over heels in debt. And so they're so focused on, they're, like they get so far in debt before they graduate from college and they finally get married. Then they get a mortgage. They get farther in debt. They get so far in debt by the time they're 25 years old. They can't see their way out. So now they're a slave to the system that conned them for the rest of their lives. Oh, man. Okay, I've got a new message when I get home to my daughter. Question for you. So check this out. Check this out. And I, I, I got to get to this. Um, the, the Making more offers. Mm-hmm. No offers. Offers. Challenge. Because you challenge people. I do. Can you tell me a little bit about this? So I've coached thousands of entrepreneurs. And you know, we just had an event last two days. Um, we had 13 people who won 100K Day Awards for doing $100,000 in revenue in their business in a single day. Right? First off, I didn't qualify in time, but I qualified. Oh, okay. All you got to do is let me know, bro. You I did. Remember, you said, you said the next the one. The next one, you'll get it. Okay. So you qualified. Okay. So, so yeah. And we had a couple of people who that, for whom that was the case. Mm. Like Ryan qualified as well. So we already got people for the next one who didn't get their awards this time, right? So you get 100 k That's awards. crazy, bro. The competition is about how much you made in a day. Yeah. Six feet, $100,000 in a day. In a day, yeah. And then the next level is? A million dollar day. A million dollar day. A million dollar day. And then a $5 million day. We have, we have one person so far who's, who's crushed the $5 million day. You've got eight people who've crushed the million dollar day or more. And like 100, 100K a day is not $100,000. It's 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, 800,000, 900,000, 700,000. Like some of those people did $750,000 in a day. They got a 100K day award. Now, some people were, why didn't you give them a 700K day award? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a milestone. 100K day is a milestone. If you can do 100K, you can do 500K, right? And we want them to stretch to hit that million dollar day. And then we make the next one like $5 million away. Yeah, my boy, he was sick. I know he was mad about that. Like, right? oh, he's, he's so close by that much. Exactly. <laughs> Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. So, and so, um, but in coaching like thousands of entrepreneurs, I've been in this business since 2003, so almost 20 years. Um, the number one common denominator I've seen in businesses that fail Bigger than any other common denominator. The number one common denominator of failing businesses, they don't make enough offers. And it's so fascinating. Mm. They don't make enough lead generation offers, so they don't generate enough leads. They don't make enough core product offers, so they don't generate enough revenue. They don't make enough high ticket offers, so they don't ever get far enough away from the, from the wolf at the door. They don't make enough continuity offers, so they're starting over every month. Like our continuity every month, like our automatic money comes in every month is six figures before we get out of bed. Mm. Like how 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 free how much how much bandwidth does that free up in your mind? And so I created a challenge to teach people how to make more offers and therefore change their life for the rest of their life. What's really cool 
every business book, I want your, every business growth book that's ever been written, and there are thousands of them, every business growth book in, that's ever been written in the history of business is only about four things. Which means if you want to grow your business, there are only four things you have to do to grow business. Give me the four. Give me the, the four. four. Things you have to do. Are you taking these notes, Joe? Okay, four things. <laughs> four things you got to do to grow business. Number one, you got to increase your lead generation. You have to increase your lead generation. Lead okay. generation. In other words, you can't run out of people to sell to. Okay. Number two, you have to increase your lead conversion. That means you're converting them from leads to sales. So like, right, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. How you, If you fix these four things, if you're doing $10,000 a month right now, right. by the time you get done fixing these four things, your business will be at $128,000 a month minimum. Like fix four moves. Every time, it works. This is, like people are like, well, how do you get people to $100,000 a day, $100 million? That's easy. We fix four things. Four things, period. So now my, I can fix four things and then go, go to the golf course, right? Okay, so, um, so, Lead generate, lead gener- increase your lead generation. Mm-hmm. Lead generation, uh, lead conversion. Conversion. Customer ascension. Convert means to change. So I'm converting them from a lead to a customer. So now we're not talking about leads anymore. We're talking about customer ascension. What does that mean? I sell my customers higher and higher price solutions. Customer ascension. <clears throat> and then the last one is customer retention. Do you know what the best customer retention programs in the world are? What? Continuity programs. That's where you pay, you buy something once, but you pay for it every month. Like what? Like Netflix. That's a continuity mm-hmm. program. It's a multi-billion dollar continuity program. It's a multi-million dollar retention business. Multi-billion. I'm sorry. Didn't mean million. Multi-billion. Apple introduced Apple Music. $10 to $14.99 a month. Billions. Millions of people buying it. Mm. This is a multi-billion dollars a month. No wonder Apple's worth a trillion, $2 trillion. Because they, they have all four of these things in place. You put all four of these things in place, it's impossible for you in a business not to grow. And I know we're, we have to be done. Yes. Do, do, you want me, do you want me to show you really quickly how to take your business from 10000 a month to 128000 a month in four moves? How often? Yes. How often do you do the challenges? I do the challenge once a month. Okay. 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 Go ahead. So, and so, we'll, we'll have something below so that y'all can go, go for it. Go for it. Go okay. for it. So four moves, take your business. So here, let's assume you have a $1,000 product that you sell. You sell the product for $1,000. You're generating 100 leads per month. You're converting 10% of those leads. So you're generating 100 leads per month. You're converting 10%. 10% of 100 is a 10 sales at $1,000. That's 10,000 a month. That makes sense so far, right? Makes sense. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do to fix your business is we're going to double your lead generation. Instead of generating 100 leads a month, we're going to show you how to get better at generating leads. So you start generating 200 leads a month. Give me one, one, one hack or one tip you have on. Okay. So when you're generating a lead, generally speaking, the lead is someone who does not know you. Right. Okay. So, and this is one of the things I teach them in the, in the challenge is, and we really go into deep dive because we spend a whole day on this. The whole first day is on this. And if somebody doesn't know you, if they're cold traffic, they don't know who you are, they've never heard of you. If you try to lead them into a pleasurable result, they will not trust you. So if you make them some big, bold promise about some great outcome they're going to get, they won't trust you. They will not give you their name and email address. But if you lead them away from pain, they'll give you their name, their email address, their phone number, their grandbaby social security number. I mean, not literally, <laughs> but almost, right? right, right. So, so what you want to do when you're generating leads is instead of saying seven steps to seven figures, you say the seven biggest mistakes entrepreneurs are making that's keeping them from seven figures. Leading them away from pain. Leading, leading them away from the pain, Got away it. from the mistakes they're making, away from the pitfalls, away from the dangers. The five worst foods you can eat unless you want weight to stick to you like glue. 
right? Boom. You want to get that free report? You put your name and email address in. Lead the cold traffic away from pain, not towards pleasure. Got it. That makes sense? Yes. Okay. That's like that's like the fastest thing you could do to increase your lead, gotcha. lead generation. So lead generation. So now we generate 200 leads. If everything else in the business stays the same, we just took our business from 10,000 a month to 20,000 a month. We've only fixed one thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But now let's fix our conversions because most businesses are horrible at sales. And so they're always talking about their product or they're talking about their process, or they're talking about their pieces, or they're talking about their person. We've been in the business for 572 years. <laughs> Nobody cares about that stuff. Nobody. So instead of talking to them about your pieces, your process, your, your, um, your, um, your pieces, your process, or your person, or your product, talk to them about the payoff. What do they get? Mm. Make your presentation about what they get, not about what you have. If you do that, It'll increase your conversions. So let's say you double your conversions from 10% of the leads you generate to 20%. So now you're generating 200 leads per month, but you're, genera- you're converting 20%. So now 20% of 200 is 40 and $1,000. You fix two things in your business. Now you're doing $40,000 a month. <laughs> it's basic math. How cool is this? And in the challenge, you go through all steps. Oh, I go through. I go into way more detail than this, but I'm just showing you how it works. So the next one is high ticket, right? You got you to add a high ticket offer. So let's say you add a $10,000 offer because your customers that you're selling your $10,000 offer to, they're spending their $10,000 with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Why, did, why did Mercedes create the Maybach? Because they got tired of sending their best customers to Rolls-Royce and Bentley because they didn't have anything to sell them. Mm. So they said, we're going to create a solution. They said, we're going to create a solution for our high-end buyers so that we have something to sell. Now they don't have to go to Rolls-Royce anymore. Right. They don't have to go to Bentley anymore. So you create the high-ticket offer. You are, if you don't have a high-ticket offer, you are forcing your best customers to spend most of their money with somebody other than you. That's what used to get me, too, because I didn't have anything, and I saw the people that I just knew didn't have $10,000 spending $10,000 on somebody else's thing. On somebody else's stuff. Right. And then the last thing, you add continuity. And so so you, add, you add the high-ticket offer. Let's say you only convert... 10% of the sales. You're making 40 sales. You convert 10% of those. That's four people. You make four high-ticket sales a month of the people who already bought your other thing, right? So you got four people buying a $10,000 thing. That's $80,000 a month. If you add a concept called forced continuity, where you give people a free trial of a software, free trial to a membership, free trial to a newsletter, and that newsletter is $100, newsletter software membership is $100 a month, you give them a free trial for three months, Everybody, you have to take that offer in order to buy the $1,000 thing. Now, everybody automatically signs up for the $100 a month thing. And after three months, the payments kick in. So you're generating 40 leads a month, I mean, 40 sales a month, but they're also getting on $100 a month continuity. <clears throat> so watch what happens. So now that's 40 times 12, that's 480 sales times $100, that's $48,000 a month. You add that to the $80,000 a month, congratulations. You fix four things in your business, you're at $128,000 a month. Myra, I'm, I'm not even like going to end this interview because I was going to end it because we, I just, because I have like an ending question. <laughs> but to make sure we do another one, like a part two, I'm just not going to get end it the way I normally end it. I like it. I'm going to end it this way. For one, I'm taking the next... Six challenges. You okay. <laughs> because I, I, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this process. So we'll have a link. We'll have a link in the in the description um, for people to take the challenge. Absolutely. Does it cost for the challenge? Oh yeah. So the general admission for the challenge is ninety seven dollars. Ninety seven dollars. Ninety seven dollars. 
the hold on ninety seven dollars a month. No, ninety seven dollars. Just ninety seven dollars. General admission is ninety seven dollars. The VIP is two ninety seven. You can do this every month. I do it every month. I have people who've gone through this challenge. They've never done a challenge before. They've never. They didn't know anything about how to do a challenge. And two hundred thirty five thousand dollars their first challenge. Forty two thousand dollars their first challenge. I have one girl who took the challenge. And, she, and we sell a coaching program at the end. She didn't buy the coaching program. She just took the challenge, five-day challenge. She took, did everything I told her to do on the challenge. Within three days, she made $24,000. Like, it's because it, it works. Here's what's really great about when you know you have stuff that works. All you have to do to be successful in business is to prove the pe- to people that you can help them by actually helping them. I got that from Frank Kern, but it makes sense. Prove to people that you can help them by actually helping them. And then they know you, they're like, wow, he helped me. I had two guys, these two guys, young cats. You met them, Josh and Wasi. Mm-hmm. They came to my challenge in May. They had the worst month they'd ever had in their business. They did $10,000 that month. In June, they did $60,000. In July, they did $101,000. Why? It's four moves, bro. I'm taking this challenge. Joe, you want to take the challenge? <laughs> For sure. No, I ain't missing that. Yeah, right, right, right. Yo, uh, Myron, thank you. Um, I, and the only reason we got to cut it, obviously, uh, we're in Tampa right now and, um, we just got stuff to do, Yeah, we got. but yo, link in the bio, y'all will see me in the challenge. Um, I just, I really got to say thank you. My pleasure, bro. My mindset has changed, bro. My family says, thank you. My children say thank you because you're, you're re reshaping how I think about wealth. Wow. And now I truly understand that I can do it because oh. it doesn't have a whole lot to do with my my ability. Right. It's yo. These are four fifth, moves. Fifth, fifth grade math, human psychology, and four moves. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Myron. Close this out, man. Close this out with a with a word of wisdom, just to um, put a bow on this thing, man. Um, you are more than you think you are. You can do more than you think you can do. When you step into your real identity, you will have more than you currently have. Can't close it out no better than that. Yeah, Boom. look, do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof, meaning go build something, then come back to your community and teach them how to do it. That's the only way our community grows. Make sure, make sure um, I see y'all in the challenge. All right, the link is in the description somewhere. All right, we're Let's out go. of here. Appreciate Boom. you, brother. Appreciate you, brother. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad because with chime checking account Features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. 
When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.